This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the movie podcast. My name is General Shabazz. And I'm joined here by my lieutenant, my colonel, my captain of captain, Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing today? Give me the orders of the day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that very like Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, I know. Parlay. Parlay. Hello, Poppy. It's pirate code. <laughs> There's no pirates in this movie. Well, There's no pirates. We don't. That's not necessarily true. Is it not? There's a scene where they're blowing up some boats. Now, I know those boats might be from like, but what if a pirate boat got in there somehow? A pirate boat could have been in there. We don't could know. Have been in well, there. You know what? I stand corrected. I apologize, be, General. Yeah. I apologize, General. <laughs> I was going to say. Shay, how are you doing today, man? Oh, man. I'm doing. Did, I, did you say how you're doing it, though? Because I asked did you. Did you ask me? I did. Well, uh, because I answered it in such a fun way, I'm like, I hope you knew. <laughs> you read through the lines <laughs> I, I, and said it's fun. good. I'm yeah, you good know time, what, man? man? I'm doing. I'm also doing great. I love it. I love when we get opportunities to talk to people in the movie industry. Do you because think, of this job that we, we do yes <laughs> we'd be doing a really bad job if we weren't yeah, getting anyone great <laughs> we found your chance to talk about movies here it's true on the movie podcast there's a lot to talk about but yeah this one i think is really cool because this is a film again we're not saying the name of the no, film no, no, uh, up, we're just up. we're just having an army theme today for some reason <laughs> it's army day on the movie podcast. we're talking about freaky friday today. Oh, yeah. oh no um <laughs> but i just think like because this is a film we are looking so forward to seeing yeah and a type of film that is not made anymore no right i mean it's like it's really cool and that was the joy of talking to Kevin J. Walsh, producer of Napoleon, which will be in theaters November 22nd and Apple TV Plus at a later date. This is this is such a... You, you said it right there. You said this is a movie that's not made anymore. And, and I love that we had this opportunity to talk to Kevin about making a movie like this, like this big, grand epic that might be on location somewhere that actually has hundreds of extras probably running through a scene making that kind of a movie post covid i guess right because i guess they probably shot it towards the tail end of covid yeah i mean right like post covid you're doing a film like this that is such a large scale large type of scale film. Again, like we ridley don't see scott directed ridley scott directed so it's like this is this is a hollywood movie this is a hollywood movie yeah and again i want to give a huge shout out to our friends over at sony pictures canada 
for allowing us this amazing interview because man we love working with we love working with all our studios we do we do and uh i think uh this interview is really cool because we are at a movie theater and what was great <laughs> don't uh, spoil that no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what's great about this interview especially if you're watching the youtube version is that we have the giant napoleon standee behind us <laughs> so maybe, just, maybe it worked out maybe it worked out really really well that we had that there but i thought that was really cool yeah and if you heard any popcorn popping it's again the illusion that we're in the movie theater yeah, yeah. we you know I, I don't know if you know this shay but i actually put popcorn popping underneath <laughs> all, all of our episodes you gotta pay you gotta pay a premium price to remove the popcorn, remove the popcorn. yeah so if you're hearing popping right now it's like it's, a watermark essentially that's our watermark yeah. damn damn i don't like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's so amazing about Kevin and Riley's relationship is that they haven't been working together too long, but they have like 15 or 16 credits together. It's which like is us. Wild. They're, they're like us. We haven't been working that long. Like it's been, it's been what? 12 years of knowing each 12 other? 12 years of knowing each other. Right. Yeah. Keep breaking my heart. Go on. Yeah. And like, I still feel like I can, I can call we're you an just, acquaintance. Still. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You're a, we're, you're a work colleague. <laughs> That's too close. That's too you're, close. You're a guy I saw at work. <laughs> <laughs> but they have such an incredible body of films together and kevin has produced some of our absolute favorite films oh my god yeah. so go check out um all the work that he's done and he's listen done. to the interview that's coming forward because i think it's, it's such a great discussion he's so excited about what they were able to pull off with yes. this film so yeah definitely check it out but yes a lot of a lot of great things napoleon is such a grand and epic film we have a review out already for napoleon so make sure to go ahead and check that out and of course if for some reason you missed it if you were like how how did i miss that napoleon review it might be because you're not following us on social media and i think that is uh, that is a grave mistake and in france in 1704 they would have cut off your head yeah i mean you would not, have gotten the guillotine you would have gotten the guillotine the old gilly <laughs> the old gilly <laughs> the old gilly <laughs> suit yeah yeah you would have gotten the guillotine for not following us on social media but also how would you have been able to do that back then it wouldn't have been able to it, it wouldn't and also who would enforce that who probably would, anthony that would be anthony anthony, <laughs> anthony <laughs> would be he would also wear that pompous wig i i know he would you think he wear the pompous wig? Of course he would. But yeah. he'd also have like a big black cloak that he'd wear. Of course, you know, like he's a. What's he, it called? The Undertaker. Are you describing the the villain from the Hunchback in Notre Dame? Now? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name right now. Yeah. I can't remember. It's such a French name. That's yeah, Quasimodo's villain. <laughs> <laughs> no, not him. Yeah. But yes, again, French. We're back on theme again. Make sure you're following us at the Movie Podcast on every single social media platform out there. Follow us on Letterbox as well. Dana and I are uploading when we watch a movie. You actually get to see it first there, really. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to know. Your, oh, oh, they watch it. They watch this. They so watch that review movie. is incoming, and yeah. that's the best way to know, honestly. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, hey, how you doing? Give us a thumbs up and a like. Obviously, you're probably not watching this part because this is audio only, but the interview is available on YouTube, and that's what Daniel meant by seeing that standee in the background. It looks really, really cool. We had a big budget for this interview, clearly. Yeah, we did. We had to go all the way to movie theater. We did. Yeah, but again... I don't want to take too long. I want to cut right over to this interview that we have with this lovely gentleman, producer of Napoleon, Kevin J. Walsh. I love the poster behind you guys. Oh, no, this we, uh, you know, we really went all out to make sure that this was a yeah. great interview for you. So. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love where, where are you guys? We're in Toronto right now. We are literally downtown Toronto watching. Awesome. Uh, we had a screening this morning, but we really wanted to talk to you about Napoleon. So we're just happy great. to be here with you. I love it. I'm happy to be with you guys. I love Toronto. I've had some good times up there. We filmed there and been to the festival. It's a great place. Love that. That's fantastic. Hopefully next time you're here, we'll get to meet you and uh, we'll talk in person. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, you know, we are, I think, you know, Napoleon's one of those films that we don't get to see made 
uh, as much anymore. Uh, and yes. we're blown and we're blown away by the scale of it. How did you even begin to tell a story like this practically? It, it's all really, man. I mean, like, um, I, I'm just one of the tools in his, his toolbox, but like, I think you could, there are probably, you know, two or three filmmakers that could pull this kind of movie off. And, um, I think people overuse the word, but I think Ridley really is a genius. You know, he, we've made 12 movies together. We, we produced eight and then, um, we produced the four that he, he directed and produced as well. So I've been able to watch him for a long time. And when I sat down with him, my first meetings I, I had with him in 2016, I asked him, you know, what do you, what's the movie you want to make that you have? And this was one of them. And so he, he treats these movies like he's a general. And so, you know, once a week, every Monday morning, we sit down with all of our HODs and we go through the script line by line, page by page. And we just talk about the issues and the preparation. So he, um, he prepares and prepares and over prepares and hand draws every frame so that we know exactly what he wants and how many cameras we're going to have. And so it's, it's a, just a tribute to the, to him as an artist, kind of the movie and, and what he's able to pull off truly. Yeah. He is, I think one of the, the last few directors that, you know, one of his films just by like looking at a frame of it, right? Like you could see like, yeah. this is a Ridley Scott film. 100%. Yeah. They're, they're all like every frame is a painting. You know, and it, yeah. it's, um, if you could see his painting, he actually has a, a big collection of artwork, the, his paintings and his drawings. He has photographs. I have two here in my office that he gave me. I mean, it just everything is about this visual aesthetic that, that he is uh, approving. And, and that's, it's pretty inspiring to watch. I love that. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that yeah. we kept thinking about as well was how we don't, we don't really see much of Napoleon in, in, in films out there. So I'm curious, why did you go for Napoleon and what kind of made you excited about that? Well, I think for the first time we wanted to tell a story about like a very powerful, robust military leader who was kind of vulnerable inside to this relationship with his wife. So you have this guy who's feared globally. He has so much power, you know, and people that are terrified of him, but he he's ruled by this woman and his heart. Like, he, he can't master this relationship. And so I think for us, and certainly for Ridley, it was like he wanted to approach it a way that we've never really approached a big war movie with you know men with big egos and swashbuckling leaders, where he goes home at night and he can't quite figure out you know how to command this relationship. And I think you see that wonderful scene on the couch after that you know he catches her having an affair, you know where. He makes her apologize, but in the end, she just kind of flips on him and says, like, you know, you're nothing without me. And he really, he weeps, you know, you know. And so I think that to us had a, a new way into the movie. And Ridley, my, my kudos to him, because from minute one of the movie and the planning of it, when he, we sat with David Scarpa, he told him, I want to see this through that prism of that relationship. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we always think about is in, in modern media, almost Napoleon has become this running joke of, oh, you have Napoleon complex. You know, he's just a short guy. He doesn't do anything. This movie really solidifies just that brutality of that character. And I think Joaquin does such a phenomenal job of it. So kudos to you guys and the entire team for really showing us, no, he was a brutal guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that's also, it's a good point, I think, to show that brutality in that you know, that, that level of, um, he's maniacal in, in kind of his planning and, and his appetite for conquering. And so I think, you know, we, we, 
I almost feel like we snuck one by the system in a way where we have this great <laughs> battle movie, but we have this wonderfully demented like love story, and you never see those things together. And that's why I think the movie is special. I love that you mentioned like that, like you get those two like lanes of this film, right? Like there is the the deranged love story, but there's also like these battles, and it really feels like I went to a time machine. And I'm like, how did you guys pull this off? I I'm curious, what, during the production of all of this, was there any battle or was there any moment that you were just like, this feels like I went into a time machine and I am somewhere yeah. else in the world right now? Yeah, I mean, th this is the biggest movie I've ever made. You know, I've made movies like Manchester by the Sea for 8 million bucks and, um, you know, movies like The Way Way Back for four and like, you know, and then made, you know, movies like Last Duel and this with Ridley and, so I absolutely felt like, you know, I, I was in a time machine when I went to go make like the Battle of Waterloo. And I have these wonderful videos. I won't show it on the screen because you're recording, but I have these videos of, of the day and what that was like, you know, behind the scenes with big mortars of dirt, you know, exploding and horses and, you know, the, the um, armies doing the formation of squares, you know, and then we have the technical side of it, which are, huge trucks with fucking you know ro uh, cranes and robo arms off the side of them with cameras <laughs> and guys in the back of atvs and you know uh, uh drone cameras and just like there's there's 14 cameras and then there's ridley in a tent and i'm kind of standing alongside watching it and i have to pick myself it's like i won the lottery I, i'm I, it could be my last movie and i'd be thrilled like that, <laughs> that could be it it's like get to make a movie with ridley and joaquin phoenix about napoleon so I know exactly what you're saying is I, I am such a fan of cinema and movies when I'm there watching this. I'm like, this is historic in a way what we're pulling off. And so uh, totally, I felt it at Austerlitz. I felt it at Waterloo. I really felt it in a, in a much lesser scale, but what I think is one of the best sequences in the movie um, in the coup when, you know, they're, they're running out and Joaquin stumbles down the stairs, which was total accident, but it works and you know, Ridley did it in one take and i think seeing all that stuff and being there every day for me is like a drug it's just it's there's nothing like it i can't i can't encapsulate it into words truly it's i love being there seeing that stuff so yes it felt it feels like a dream and it feels like a big achievement um to pull off so i'm glad you guys appreciate it oh yeah it, it feels like old school hollywood filmmaking where you have you know you, you yeah. just mentioned ridley in a tent like that's what you kind of see back in that time period yeah. everyone just really being on set being on location for it well i'll explain to you how ridley works and this is really amazing so you know we'll shoot anywhere from four to you know 14 cameras and so there'll be a big monitor in a tent for him he's with his dp and his dit and there'll be a massive monitor that's probably, I don't know, 60 inches or something. It's a TV, a flat screen. And then underneath it, there'll be a bunch of tiny monitors in the lower rung. And they're all labeled with the names of our camera operators. And the tent is microphone so that our video assist person can understand what Ridley wants to see on the big monitor. So while we're filming one of these big sequences, Ridley's on a walkie-talkie and the tent is mic'd. And so he's yelling out the names of the camera operators as we're filming and live and we're live cutting to a big monitor and wow. really knows this and knows how to do it. Cause he, he made live TV for the BBC, yeah. you know, 40 years ago, 30, uh, 45 years ago. And so you're actually watching a live cut of the movie in real time. Wow. And so when I, when people come and watch it, they, they, there's very people that do this. I think like virtually none of them do it with live cutting. 
And so you see his process and with the preparation of the storyboards, he knows exactly what he wants each camera to, to, to capture. And so I, I really think it's, it, it's, it's another level of genius to watch him create like that. And so I just sit back and, you know, try to address any problems. <laughs> <laughs> They're normal or none. Yeah. Wow. No, that, that makes absolute sense. And I mean, you look at a movie that has such a rich history, you know, Napoleon's story is so deep and just so many areas that you can kind of explore. How, how important was historical accuracy to you guys in terms of taking the story forward? It's always important for a base, you know, and I'm, I don't know if you guys read the New York, the New Yorker piece yesterday, but like, it, it's always important for a base. But at the end, this is Ridley's interpretation of Napoleon's life, because if we took just a plain biography, it, it might not make the best movie. So there's always creative license to take, you know, there are a few things that, that we exaggerate to make it more enjoyable for the viewer. Um, so we arm ourselves with historians and, you know, war historians and, you know, war, you know, battle recreators and all those things. But at the end of the day, we have to make a great movie. And so mm -hmm. this is Ridley's interpretation of Napoleon's life. Love that. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious, you know, uh, a film that we always go back to, uh, that we loved here on the movie podcast was The Last Duel, which we think yeah. was an incredibly underrated and not talked enough about film. So first of all, thank you. Thank oh, you for that. Film, love that. Because we absolutely adore it. Uh, what did creating that film help you in preparing to take on a movie like Napoleon? It's a great question. You know, we, um, I'm happy to hear what you said about that movie. I, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Nicole Hall Center wrote a beautiful movie and, and a really thoughtful and intelligent movie and intellectual movie, you know, again, masqueraded around this battle. And, and there's a great piece, the book that was written, you know, the last two it was based on is such a great read. And so um, there's a lot of overlap, you know, logistically of what we did you know, that movie was a lot more contained, um, you know, with the, some of the battle sequences, we were able to kind of cheat them. And we, we built that duel, uh, that, that kind of, um, you know, courtyard for the final duel. And that was more contained, but there's a lot of the same components, of course, with, you know, the horses and the battle sequences and some of the camera work. And we have such a world-class team with our, our DP and our designer. And so, you know, Ridley's worked with these guys for decades. I worked with them for you know a long time, but not decades. And so, the shorthand for Ridley to have with that movie, it, it's the same language. You know, there's, it's kind of the same language from Duel to this. Um, totally different movies, of course, and tonally they're wildly different. But um, there was a lot to borrow from the movie, at least logistically. We shot Last Duel in France and Ireland. We ended up making uh, Napoleon in in um, England and Malta. Uh, but it's a lot of the same players, you know, and, and, um, the stories are markedly different as you know, but a lot of the same players helping us execute Ridley's vision. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and I think you see that. And like, and as we said, like you could tell what is a Ridley Scott film and that, yeah. is, that, that bloodline is, is continues in Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I'm his, his producing partner, you know, and I'm not anymore, but we're actually producing one more film together that he's not directing. So we, we produced 12 movies, as I said, to see someone be able to make Thelma and Louise, Gladiator, The Martian, The Last Duel, Napoleon, Black Hawk Down. It's such a, a remarkable tapestry of work. And I, I would, you know, challenge anyone. I mean, Spielberg's obviously had a wonderful run of different movies, 
but like I've never seen someone explore more genres successfully than Ridley Scott. And I think that's something that has to be noted as we talk about this retrospective of his life and how much work he's done. You know, it's just, it, it's staggering to think someone can do that many movies that well, you know, and, um, and have them be so varied and different. It's true. Absolutely. Kevin, we're, we're so grateful for your time today. We're so thankful thank you guys. for this movie and we absolutely loved it. So thank you so much. We hope we can talk to you soon. Yeah. I love talking to you guys. I really appreciate it. I love your enthusiasm. I can tell you like the movie and that makes me so happy. Truly. I mean, this is, uh, these are big, big labors of love. And so when people respond to them, it, it, it's the best. Oh yeah. And like, you have such a fantastic cast in this movie too. Oh my God. Oh no, we didn't even get to talk about those guys. I mean, like, I like it's, it's everybody like, you know, Joaquin is like, a, he is, uh, he's such a, a great, hardworking, challenging, like turns every page over in the script to make sure we're getting the best thing. He's just, he's so good. Vanessa's wonderful. I mean, it, it oh, keeps yeah. going, going. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you again so much, Kevin. Hope to talk to you soon. Thank you guys. Spread the word. I appreciate it. We'll do. Of course. Thank you. Okay. Hey, take care. Bye. Take care.